You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We like this song. Weepa! Weepa! Uh, uh. What are you doing, Nick? You're you were like doing you were like doing the intro and then you stopped. He got Are you okay? Stuck. He got breaking news. Yeah, what's something. going on? No, I'm just I'm just uh I'm just looking at it. Welcome into the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket. You didn't finish it. Oh, Nick and Rico with you. <laughs> uh, Strick. He had a, uh, uh, what is that What is that movie that um, the, the, they used to twist the little the thing and the guy would just go blank and he would fall sink. Oh. Uh, 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 get out. Yes. Yeah, you, you, you went to the sunken place. Moment, bro. You went to the, yeah, the sunken place. sorry. I was, I was reading a, you just a, a text stopped. message. I was reading a text message. 402-464. You'll see it in a second, Rico. 402-464-5685. The Honda Vlickin Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those continue to be open for you guys. Thanks again to Lincoln Arneal for previewing Husker Volleyball with us just a moment ago. All right, are we ready? Nathan Strick, you were not here last week to do picks, so you're kind of not excluded from this conversation by any means. But Yeah, you're just, you know, you, just, you, didn't, you don't have a last week record. Are you guys ready for I'm ready for Nick's because I know he didn't do well, and I'm ready for him to say it. I did not do well. That is. I did not yes. do well. Finally. I, w- I went 6-6. Six six. How did I do? You went... Excuse me. No, I did not go 6. I went 5-5. Five and five. You went 5-5. Five and five. Nathan, you went 4-6. 5-5. and, six. and five. You cannot catch up no matter what you I do. I can't. Because you keep following yeah. the lead. I am, no, I don't follow the lead, and I do bad. <laughs> I am 83-43 and 43 on the season. Should have taken Texas A&M. Rico did. I did. I took Texas A&M. You did. I took Texas A&M as I well. I took LSU. I took Texas A&M. Did you take Texas A&M? Yeah. I don't think you took Texas A&M. Facts. My record was cracking last night. Nate, 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 see, your issue, both of your guys' issue, and I've been waiting since Thursday night to rub this in. How about those Lions? They lost, but they cover. You want to talk? Hold on. I want hold, a decent oh, no, amount of money on the Lions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He wants to talk about rubbing it in. Oh, yeah, I know. I need, this I owe, man I owes you guys us wings. some wings. I owe you guys some wings. Not only did Michigan, hey, not only did Michigan cover, how they the, won the game. How'd that, how'd, that, how'd that Mike Field drill in your face? They won the game. <laughs> I want my, my wings. wings. And, and I wanted wings. Chris Tucker's, I mean, not Chris Tucker, but Chris Rock style. I want a, How much can I get for <laughs> one half a read? <laughs> <laughs> I want it like that. I'm on my wings. Um, Extra crispy. Yeah. You, you guys were incorrect on the the Bills-Lions game. Um, you guys were also incorrect on the Patriots. I took the Vikings. You took the Patriots. I should have known you were going to go with the Patriots. I did go with the Patriots. Were they I don't like Kirk Cousins in primetime. Vikings were favored by two and a half. You were talking heavy about primetime. And I took, I took Vikings Primetime The Patriots proved me wrong. I, I will no, admit. Hey, no. The Patriots they also got, blew it. The Patriots got robbed. They blew it. That was a touchdown for Hunter Henry. <laughs> robbed. That is true. We go by the final <laughs> score. We go by the final score. I don't care about all the little intricacies of the game. And they, and they were up by, what, 10 going in the fourth <laughs> yeah, quarter? They like just that. blew it. Robbery. They blew it. 
I'm just saying. Where else did we miss? Um, let me see. Oregon. You guys, you guys both got Oregon wrong. I chose Oregon State. Wow. Yeah, that was just a bad I, game. I, I love if you talk to if you talk to so did I take Oregon? Oregon. You did take you Oregon. got yeah because you you, no you I said no, I said shout out Bo Nix. I love I love Oregon State's head coach Jonathan Allen. I think he he's a perfect fit for Corvallis, and he's a first time head coach. Been there since 2018. Slow. He he's a guy that they they signed originally for 1.1 million dollars a year. Uh. And he's a guy that they have they've basically nursed and, and just kind of stuck with, stuck with it, and finally, I mean, they're a top top fifteen team in the country. Yeah, now. pretty good. So um, they're they're figuring it out. Well, it's a process. Yeah, we had a And M. I know we had a And M. You got A and M. We got all, new rules. We all were so right. It's a process. Yeah, we were we were all <laughs> we were all correct on Nebraska. Um, we already talked. I got Ohio State. Nathan and I got Ohio State wrong. We did. Um, I super locked Ohio State. Ooh, so that was, was my that's super double lock. L. Your super lock was Detroit. It no, was. It was no. Your super lock Detroit. was uh, Texas A and M. Ooh. He got that maybe, right. Maybe they maybe. won outright. I know. Ooh. <laughs> I got mine wrong. No, I think no, I super locked no. New England. Su- your super lock was USC, and it still got it right over Notre Dame. Okay. So Caleb, you're uh, a Caleb. Always fan. bet with your head, not your heart. Because I'm a Notre we, Dame fan. We all got I USC. We all got Kansas State. Yeah. He's going Kansas State. I guarantee you for this the, week for against TCU. Guarantee. No, That's, Adrian's not playing. I'm sad. Uh, Memphis. We all got Memphis right over SMU as well. We did. So hey, shout out nice to T-Bird alum, baby. Nice, shout out to nice. Tulane for smacking SMU, yeah. making that an easy bet for us. Mm-hmm. So, all right, the green wave streak. Let's go. So, so once again, <laughs> the updated records: Rico is fifty nine and sixty eight overall. Dude. I am eighty three and forty three overall. You the man. Strick is fourteen, <laughs> fourteen and twenty five. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nathan is now eighteen and sixteen. We're changing that this week, though. All right, whatever. Just you guys slightly say. over five hundred. Strick. I'm only nine games under five hundred. Yeah, you're doo-doo. I still got I still got a job. <laughs> I still got a chance. I still got a job. That's oh, I'm you. sorry. What, I'm sorry. What's your record again? No, wait, wait, 14, 14 and 25. And we're not going to say Strix mm. picks record. You're 11 games <laughs> under 500. What are you talking about? You're worse than mine. I'm just saying, give put some respect on the Lions. N- never. I bet. No, I did. I told you I bet on the Lions. I, I understand that. But you guys said that Ford Field was going to be Buffalo's home field advantage. <laughs> we did Because they that. played there the week before. And that's incorrect. The Lions Never bet against the Lions. They they should have won that game. They blew a win. I was they should have won that game. But here's the deal: they uh, you never bet against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Never bet against the Lions. But on bet Thanksgiving against them day. every other day. I thought the same thing about the Cowboys, and I bet on the Cowboys, and it burned. Me. Ah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Never Last bet. touchdown with a minute ten left. Mm-hmm. Awful. But I did have Jamal Williams first touchdown. Hey, that's a good that. one. There you go. Look yeah. at you. All right, so this is our first chance, uh, or my first chance, to actually talk to you guys here. Um, on the crossover this week, and where, where where are we at with kind of so far how this this staff has shaken out for Matt Rule? I mean, Jake Peets is reportedly go- expected to join. That they're they're figuring out some contract stuff, some Logistics. salary figures, all that. Uh, but he's expected to join. You have Nebraska's offensive coordinators in place. Marcus Satterfield is the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. Weird. Um, here's. Let's just go ahead and say it, Rico. Go ahead. We do not know the futures of Mike Dawson. We do not know the futures, obviously, of Mickey Joseph and Donovan Riola. Who has been tagged in multiple tweets from recruits getting offers. 
So we do not know the future of those guys. Ooh. Now, now here, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> I, and I've said this, I've said this on air. I, I've been a Donovan Raiola guy since you recorded him yelling at somebody to take their head off. That. But here's what's crazy. Um, I think he's got a bad rap. Just I, I, I do too. I, I, I think it, I think it, he was in a he was yeah. in a tough situation. However, part of last season was his fault and can be blaming him because there was little to no progress throughout the season when he took over. I but would what, say the, the situation that he inherited, I, I'm not putting on him. Yeah. I would say they got better at pass blocking as the season went on after the Purdue debacle. Okay. Yeah. Um, but their run blocking got worse as the season went on, which was very weird. That's weird. Yeah. And, and Waterboy says Jake Peets is contingent upon Mickey. Yes, so once but again, what does I, mean? I, I will add Jake Peets yeah. is contingent upon salaries and assistant pool and how everything else shakes out. Well, so, I thought the so assistant pool that money is, is kind of... It's $7 million, I, but based on the names that they, that they yeah. have hired or are, you know, supposedly hiring and the names that have been thrown out to be hired i don't know if seven million is enough depending on how much you're going to give them because also you have to think about this they haven't named a defensive coordinator yeah well so here here's the thing that's going to be at least one and a half one, but so we do know bill bush is moving on yes bill bush is not going to be sad day i love bill so much i love i love bill bush anyway um ed foley just changed his profile pick. Oh, there's another one. So he is the special teams coordinator mm. for Nebraska. Mm. Ed Foley, um, obviously a longtime coach in uh, college football. So here's the thing. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the rest plays out. But how do we feel so far about kind of how the staff has shaken out? And listeners, give us your thoughts, 402-464-5685. I mean, are, are we intrigued by the names? By like pot roast being on the defensive line. That's why I, I like that. I like Terrence Knighton. Yeah, in there, I, I really do. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be able to coach the guys up, get them technically sound. He's been there. You know what I mean? He's done. He's it. been there. He's, he's been done in the it. Mix. Mm-hmm. I, I really think he could be a solid guy. Um, I feel bad for Applewhite. I mean, just yeah, I, I, was I really bummed. do. Feel but bad have you heard so. the the praise that the new running back coach BJ EJ EJ. You used to coach Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, so he was a coach at, at UConn this season, and you hear UConn, you you hear football, and you think, oh, they're garbage. Well, they're going to a bowl game this year. They Jim, lost their, Jim Mora turned them, that program yeah. around in yeah, one they year. They lost. They lost their and number they were one. Worst in the country. Yeah. yeah. They lost time. their number one and number two running back early in the season. So they've freshman. done all this with number three, number four, number five, uh, and and he's getting a, a ton of the credit for that and a ton of the praise, and the players love him. Uh, Mora gave him a shout out. So. I think Nebraska's getting a good one there as well. As well. So, so EJ Barthel, 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 Barthel. Sure. Um, we'll, we'll understand pronunciations once yeah. we get to meet these. guys. I need a pronunciation I guy. I have um, something real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have something to throw, and 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 this is just this this does not slight anyone yeah. in any any form or fashion. My issue is when you bring a lot of NFL guys. Yep. In, Either rule knows the grind of what they actually have to offer in that space. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is, other than their abilities to develop, because it's different coaching NFL yeah. guys and it is college. very. Let's it just is. be real. About well, it, that. I mean, the biggest thing is recruiting, right? 
That's where I was going. Exactly. So yeah, now, where, where, what does that translate to on the well, recruiting side of things? Well, and, that's, and, what I'm and go- now, that's what I'm open to. Now say. that we know, so our, our good friend Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska of Rivals reported earlier that he it, it was confirmed that Elijah Robinson, the defensive line coach for Texas A&M, and also the assistant head coach for the Aggies, um, who was regarded as the best recruiter in the country last season. He got the award for it. He Yeah, he got the award. He was offered a job at Nebraska, turned it down. So now that makes – so and that was the, the top recruiter in the country, got the award, as Rico said. So now if you are looking at this solely from a recruiting base, because I think – I think that does that that concern brings up or is is sparked strict. Yeah. I think you, I think you have a valid point there in in saying questioning the the recruiting ability because and and I will say this makes Mickey even more valuable. Mm-hmm. Even more valuable yeah. because that way you have somebody that's not only been in the space but also recently been in the space. And even if you want to move him off field, yep. you move him to a recruiting coordinator position. Mm-hmm. And if, they're, if you there's figure money something there, out. you figure try to figure it out. Yeah, you know, and, and you that's want where to keep him around. That's where I because I, I, I think he needs to be a coordinator. Uh, oh, okay. Nick. Interesting. I think, he, I think I think Mickey needs to if he wants to do if he wants to elevate. If he wants to elevate, I think he needs a cord, uh, interesting uh, um, coordinator position. I think it's a good thing that we haven't heard yet, though. I know Husker fans are on edge, yeah. but I think that it's a good like. There are a lot of guys that have been told, "Hey, you're going to move on." McKee isn't one of those. I mean, we, we still don't know. So that means that something's happening behind closed doors. There are discussions being had. There are, there which are. is a good thing. Which I mm-hmm. think is a good thing. So be patient. Now, now, patient. I, and and I would I would caution Husker fans to to navigate and, and kind of tread lightly through the rumors that you may hear right. on on what conversations are being had. Absolutely. As always, especially with this one, because it's a it's a delicate situation. Let's just it be is. honest. Um, unnamed texter says, considering Rule has never had a recruiting class above thirty. That was a concern the second he got hired. Can we and, stop and, with no, that? I, I, that's what I was going to get to because here's the deal. I, I, think about the last five years for Nebraska, and I've, I've brought up the numbers from the Pick 6 previews and Brett Ciancia's uh, uh, a book that he sends out every year. Fantastic. Where Yeah, it's a great breakdown of every single school in the country. Now, I get it that, that Matt Rule wasn't in college ball the last couple of years, but if you look at where Matt Rule has, has found success and a big reason why – Nebraska decided to go the route of Matt Rule and Trev Albert specifically decided to go with Matt Rule and offer him this much money is his ability to develop, develop. the, le- the le- lesser players. And, mm-hmm. and we, we said this on Sunday. Gosh, days are getting mixed up. Sunday, <laughs> no, Saturday, when the, the head coach hire was announced and, and Jake, DP, and I came in here, was it's easy to go into South Dakota when you're the Huskers, and this has been Nebraska's problem years past. And I'm not saying this. I'm not saying South Dakota just because there's somebody on the roster. I don't know. I'm just picking South Dakota. It's easy to go into South Dakota as a Nebraska coach and say, "Yep, they're the number one player in the state of South Dakota. They're a four star. They should be playing for Nebraska." Rather than going into the heart of Texas, finding a three star mm-hmm. that won't show up as high on recruiting boards. And if you have the ability to develop that three-star, he is the better football player, mm-hmm. and he is the better fit. So you have to take the recruiting rankings with a grain of salt because if we're just going off of recruiting rankings and, and judging coaching hires based on recruiting rankings, Scott Frost is a top-20 coach in the country. Jimbo mm-hmm. Fisher should be the Bingo. best Number coach one. in Bingo. the country. Bingo. But if you can't develop and you can't Fact. elevate the recruits, and that's where Nebraska's struggled in years past. The evaluation has been lazy. And that's why it's so 
That's why it's so um, intriguing for me, this hire and the assistance that, that Matt Rule brings in and why I, I think it's so important that everybody's aligned in, in the grinder, hardworking mentality is because that's what it's going to take in this day and age to get Nebraska back. You can't have lazy evaluation and just basically go in and say, you know what, we're going to offer the top five guys in the state of South Dakota because they're all four stars according to the national scouts, but do little to no evaluation and then be surprised when they don't work here. Because the three-star in Texas, the three-star in California, where there's 100 players ranked ahead of them or 50 players ranked ahead of them, might be better and might project better than the five or the four star and the number three player overall in South Dakota mm-hmm. or North Dakota. Pick a pick a state like that that's not rich in high school football talent. Well, one of the things that you said that was important is looking at the players and really doing great assessment on them. Exactly. Right? Rule said that he said, "I'm looking for FCS. Why mm-hmm. are the best of the FCS getting Bingo. missed?" Exactly. I'm in the press conference. I'm trying to find those diamonds and turn them with well, those lumps of coal and turn yeah. them into diamonds. They yeah. just offered an offensive lineman from Rhode Island. I mean, I mean, some Rotary from the FCS. Well, top thirty recruiting class is kind of unfair because one of those schools was Temple. The other school is going yep. through some of the worst allegations in NCAA history. And I think Nick, were you so the one that tweeted him to come to, a, to school? Come on, were you the one that tweeted out it was you know the recruiting class before? And then when they re-ranked the recruiting classes after the year, um, Matt Rules was somewhere in the 30s when they re-ranked it at the end of the year, you know, based on or the end of the tenure or whatever, uh, it was like 14th. So, again, that comes back to development. That comes back to, you know, seeing these players for what they have inside of them, not, not, you know, Mm -hmm. the the size of the fight in the dog, not the size of the dog in the fight. That's Mm -hmm. what you're looking at. And you're getting these guys who you can develop, who you can grow into better players, not just, wow, this guy is tearing these dudes apart in high school, not looking at the fact that, you know, he's bigger than everybody else in high school. Here's here's an idea. I mean, here's just a, a, a hypothetical. A guy, a top dog in in North Dakota, would not be able to go. Might might not might. be able to go down to Texas. If you basically put a, the number one player in North Dakota, see if he goes to Texas, he might not be the number one player. Like you have to understand that there's there's different levels of football. The, right. the, I mean, let's just call let's be honest here. The quality of high school football in the state of Nebraska doesn't even compare. To the quality kids of football stars in the state though. of Texas, there are some. There kids are some get stars kids. off camps. Bingo. So they're going to the same camps. Exactly. For the most part. So so now, and that's where you can't judge a guy off of right. one camp, and that's where that evaluation aspect comes into play. You can't be lazy in evaluation, and when you talk about you want Nebraska to to get back to a strong offensive line, the mentality is what Nebraska's missing. You find that through evaluation, and you find that through guys, as Matt Rule said on Monday at the press conference, that want to be here. Don't want to play for a coach. Don't want to play. They want to be here for Nebraska. Well, Nick, the way that you assess what you just said is you can take a guy like that at a high level and place them in somewhere else, but what makes them – good and great 
Which is the difference between domination? Mm-hmm. Like, like yep. if you're in those leagues in in those smaller type Nebraska, yeah. you, I mean, it's got to be total the separation. Domination. Yeah, the, like se- the, the separation isn't even be, close. Yes. It's not even a question. Every game, every night, you are absolutely yep. destroying the competition. And, and that's not and to that's say. How you can and, and that's not to say, guys, that a, a guy in a smaller state or, or a, a less talented pool couldn't go down and be successful. That's where you find the mentality. And I'm yeah. not saying that a guy, just because he's the number one player in some other state, doesn't deserve to have an opportunity to play at Nebraska. No. That's where you find out through evaluation right. and through hard work and, and just having a conversation and building a relationship over mm-hmm. time, laying the groundwork, building And in, watching film. Yes. Because your it's, film you will show you. can't be lazy. You he's cannot he's the number be lazy. one dude in the state, and he actually fits what we're trying to yes. do. He is, and yes. he is truly far and away the number one player in the state. Because there could be some discrepancies between, you know, Bingo. this is the best dude in the state, and you look, you know, you look across the, str- the state, and you're looking at somebody else, and you're like, well, we think this dude's, you know, better than this guy. And, I mean – it happens all the time where a coach goes to a game looking at one player, somebody else jumps out to him. I mean, DP's mentioned it multiple times. That's the only reason he got recruited for baseball. They were there looking at somebody else. They saw him, and they were like, oh, wait a minute. This dude's pretty good. John yeah. Morant. Yeah. Exactly. They found him in a back gym. John <laughs> yeah. Morant. Coach yeah, so, was walking to get a hot dog and noticed him jumping out the gym, and he's like, wait a minute. Look wait at this minute. guy. So Come it's just – I think I think that's the biggest thing why I, why I continue to go back to that, it, how important it is that everybody's aligned and that – here we are. I mean, Terrence Knight and taking a picture at 5 a.m. once again this morning, just like Matt Rule did yesterday, like laying the Work. groundwork. I, I will say this: part of it, you might be pissed off that Don, we don't the, the future of Donovan Riola is still up in the air when you look at this offensive line group. But there was there was not a single uh, ass- assistant coach last year that worked harder. That showed up more often than Donovan Riola. And I know he that wasn't given his lineman that he, he brought to the yes, table. He, he had like Donovan, three of them. Donovan he lost Riola, his left tackle. He lost his left guard. However, however much you wanted to give crap to Donovan Riola for the play on the field, and at the end of the day, yes, it's a results-driven business, and, and you you keep your job based on how you perform. I get that. But in last season, behind the scenes where nobody understood, Donovan Riola was there before the head coach and after the head coach left. I can I can guarantee you that with 100% certainty. And so when we look at what what Matt Rule wants, it's that guys that are grinders that will get up at 5 a.m., leave at 12 a.m., and come back then ready to do it the next day with 100% effort. Let's go to the phone lines real quickly before we get out of here. We got Brian. Brian, thanks for waiting patiently, man. What's on your mind? Ah, shoot. Brian? Brian, are you there? Three, two, Uh, one. Sorry, sorry, Brian. Call back on On the Block, Brian, if you're listening. Call back on the block. The guys will uh, will pick up for sure. Um, Unnamed Texture says, it's obviously not a results-driven business if Bill Bush wasn't retained. I mean, look. I think it just happens. I mean, Sean Becton wasn't retained either. Um, Bill Bush wasn't retained. Brian Applewhite wasn't retained. It's also what happens. It's just Coaches bring in their guys. Yeah, I I think so too. what happens. Unfortunately. He thinks he has somebody that can do a better job than what Bill Bush did. It's the reality of it. It's the thing. And here, I I think that was was an interesting conversation. Um, I think that's an interesting conversation to have that we just had because evaluation is a big thing and something that I expect to, to greatly change under this new staff so uh, all right let's uh we'll go and get out of here hand the baton off to nate and strick for on the block stick around but rico and i will talk to you tomorrow huskers play boston college tonight 8 15 p.m acc big 10 challenge um we'll have the post game show following that one we'll talk to you guys later adios adios